May 1st. John chapter 1 verses 29 through 51. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, Soon a man is coming who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before I did. I didn't know he was the one, but I have been baptizing with water in order to point him out to Israel. Then John said, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, When you see the Holy Spirit descending and resting upon someone, he is the one you are looking for. He is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the Son of God. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and then declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. Then John's two disciples turned and followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? he asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place, and they stayed there the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who had heard what John said and then followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, You are Simon, the son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come and be my disciple. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went off to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth! exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from there? Just come and see for yourself, Philip said. As they approached, Jesus said, Here comes an honest man, a true son of Israel. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked. And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Nathanael replied, Teacher, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe all this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And then he said, The truth is, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down upon the Son of Man. You know, Scripture really clarifies one thing. God only wants one thing from you, and it's only one thing you can really give Him, and it's your heart. Some people wonder why we come to church. It's because church is a time where we let God sculpt our heart. 
Church is a time where we let God put his word in our heart. And church is a place where we can express our gratitude corporately for who he is and what he's done. But what God wants us to understand, he is representing us very well. Our representation isn't in Washington. It's not the state house. It's at his right hand, his son that has died and rose again, our high priest that has nail scars in his hands, ever lives to make representation before you through, oh Lord Jesus, help us. That's what God's trying to say. We're spending our energy, our time, and and we're fighting battles that already been won. Come on. Thanks be unto God that always causes us the triumph. Listen, in Christ Jesus, when he is the center, it's not just a song we sing. It is a life that Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. How many want a full life, an anointed life, a life with zest and power, then stand in awe? in who he is. We're weighed in the balance and we're found wanting. We still want, even though we have everything. See, the person who Jesus died for, Christ is the Savior of the whole world. Because of our sins, listen, the Creator became our Savior. That's what blows me away. It's not a cross. It is the cross and the person that was on that cross that amazes me. Because a lot of people died on the cross, but only one died and rose again. And only one was the creator of heaven and earth that hung and bled on that cross for me. To stand in all of God, it will idol-proof your heart. I need to understand that he's the potter and I'm the clay and he ain't finished yet, but he has begun a good work in me, is going to complete it. In fact, Paul said in Romans 8, you've been predestined to be conformed into the image of Christ. If there's an area of your life that's not reflecting the risen king, the divine sculptor is working on that area in your life. Look up, your redemption is drawing nigh. God will never leave nor forsake you until he has completed what he started in your life. We need to stand in all of it. He is my everything. The very breath in my lungs deserve to give him glory and honor. And where my assignment is, I'll stay and I'll cling there and give him the glory and praise if I feel like it or not. Naked you came in this world and naked you're going to return. But when you and I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, there's going to be fire in his eyes, and there's going to be some wood, there's going to be some hay, and there's going to be stubble. But the only thing is going to survive and last is that which was for his glory. It's all about him. He's more than what we need, and he's already provided in this good news called the gospel. His death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and soon return. I want to stand in your all. I want to live for your glory. Work on this heart. Here it is, Lord. Here is my heart. Cleanse it. Speak to it. Break it. Make it whole. Make it humble. Make it unique. Make it exclusively yours. Set it apart. And Lord, reveal. Open my understanding to the beauty of who you are. Your mercy, 
your kindness, your power, your love for me. Oh, Lord, here it is.